Hello, this is Pastor Philip Hoppe from Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson, Minnesota and St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Bruno. We're happy to provide you with this digital media. Such media is intended for those who are not able to be in church and for those who might have missed a week, or for those who wish to hear something a second time or are just using it for further edification. However, it is not meant to be a substitute for gathering to God with his people around Jesus each Sunday. Enjoy this media and we'll see you in church on Sunday. The text that calls for our attention today is our reading from the book of James, chapter 3 and 4, and especially these words. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I've always enjoyed thinking about advertising. I love a commercial that cleverly and convincingly tells the consumer about a product and why they should buy it. But then, of course, there's that whole other side of the advertising world, when a commercial simply makes no sense, has no relation to the product they're even trying to sell, or just falls flat. One commercial that drives me crazy right now is a commercial for the company Overstock.com. In that commercial, there's a guy at a party, and he's being judged because he has a rather odd name. And as you see this going on at the party, all of a sudden the pitch man comes into the foreground, and he says something like this. Do you get judged because of your name? So do we. Just because we're called Overstock.com, people think we sell overstocked goods. But we don't. We sell all sorts of new home goods. Well, now, I suppose if company names were simply handed out by the government at random, uh, these people might have some sort of real complaint to make. But they chose that name. So why are we to feel bad for them, especially when it comes to the fact that this company, for most of its existence, did in fact sell overstocked goods. I mean, if you want to sell something else and change the whole nature of what you're doing, well, maybe a new name is in order. Then people wouldn't be so confused. It's not the consumer's fault that you have a name that doesn't match up with who you are or what you do. For your name should communicate who you are and what you do. Now, I've never heard the exact story of why this congregation is named Peace, but in one way, it's not hard to guess, I suppose. There are certainly many Peace Lutheran congregations scattered throughout the country, and no doubt throughout the world. After all, Peace is what any Christian church should be all about. Yes, we should be all about the peace with God we have that is ours in Christ Jesus. And furthermore, as James tells us today, we should also have peace with one another. That that's the natural result of having peace with Christ. Any Christian church should be all about the things of peace, the God of peace, and peace with one another. So we ask today, members of peace, are we living up to the name we have chosen? I have to admit that when I first arrived here, I had a few people who came up to me and said, you know, pastor, here at this church, there are different groups of people 
They kind of all hang together and they don't seem to get along. I hear stories from time to time about how during major renovation projects, people or groups of people would end up leaving the congregation. And I hope that this was not as some had suggested, but I've seen it in my time as well. Sometimes battle lines can be drawn pretty quickly, and positions can be held fast even after decisions have been made. Worst of all, many times wrongs never get confessed to one another, and when they are, forgiveness is not always so free as it should be. One member told me that some time ago, a couple years ago, when we made postcards to hand out for Holy Week, they handed it to one person to invite them to church, and their response was that this church was the place where people were always fighting. How terrible if that would be our reputation. Peace should not be a name alone. It should be our reality. And I want to make clear, there's a lot of good that goes on here at peace. God accomplishes much through this congregation, but at the same time we can't ignore that perhaps this is a particular area that we struggle in as a people together. I didn't think that when I read this text from James, it would be wise to just skip over it. And before you just say, well, doesn't every congregation have these troubles? Well, the answer is yes. But does that matter? Does that mean there's any less incentive for us to deal with these things in our midst? Let us listen today to our reading from James and our gospel reading for today. For James tells, it, tells us why it is that we often quarrel. And our gospel reading tells us how we often manifest those quarrels that are among us. James tells us that the things that should mark any Christian church are those things that the Spirit brings forth, and that these things should be present whether the name of the congregation is peace or something quite different. There the Spirit says this, Wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Yes, the Spirit tells us those are the things that should mark any congregation that is centered on the Christ Jesus. So first we are called to be pure. Purity is something that only the Word of God itself can teach us. And so we must all be founded together and function upon the words and wisdom of God that we find in the Holy Scriptures. You see, we'll never find agreement or unity if we simply rely on our own thoughts or our own opinions. But only as we together become united that our core convictions are those things that God has revealed to us in his word. Only through the word are we connected time and time again to Christ, and that gives us our unity with one another. Secondly, we're told that we are to be peaceable. 
In other words, that our truest desire should be that we would live at peace with one another. And yet, all too often, we admit that in the heat of the moment, especially, our top goal is often not that there would be peace. What we often want is to win out and to have our way rather than having peace. What if we truly saw it as a first priority? Peace with one another. And we centered that hope around the word of God instead of around personal interest or preferences. Well, James and the Holy Spirit through James says that then we would have peace rather than division. He says also that we are to be gentle and open to reason. Yes, we are to refrain at all times from being harsh with one another, from assuming the worst about one another. We're to be humble enough that we actually might admit that someone else might have a good idea or thought, even if it's not a thought that we have had first. He goes on to say that we are to be full of mercy, meaning that when someone wrongs us or did something unwise in the past, we're not just to hold it against them forever. Instead, we're to offer them mercy rather than holding their past offenses against them. And finally, James says that we're not to show any partiality, play favorites, and we are to be sincere. And so, no, we are not to side with our side because they're our side. Instead, we're to sincerely listen to all whom God has gathered here to this place and then seek to go forward together. James says in the end that the reason why any congregation would ever have quarreling is because we are letting our passions be at war within us. We get jealous of one another and we have selfish ambitions even in the church. In other words, we're not content. And we're always wanting things at the church to be more and more exactly like we would like them to be. We think others, at times, simply get in the way of us getting what we want. And so then, that's how quarrels start. And as our Gospel reading shows, sometimes we decide that we will sort of prepare for such quarrels by jockeying in advance for positions of power in the church. Oh, we love to just laugh at the disciples when they're having this conversation about who is the greatest among them, but our laughs would sort of reveal something about ourselves as well. For we too can often want power within the congregation. We can think that we'll get that because we have a certain position in the church. Or we can argue that we should have power because, after all, we've put a lot of time and money and sweat into the congregation. Or we can simply use the force of our personality, whether overly cheerful or downright miserable, to make sure that we get our way. But all of this, as James likes to say so often in his book, ought not be. No, we are to be at peace with God. And we are to be at peace with one another. So what's the answer? I'll tell you this. It's not to hear this sermon today and think, you know what? I know this. Just the person that needs to hear that sermon. They may need to hear it as well. But first and foremost, we must hear this sermon in regards to ourselves. 
We must let this word of God humble us as it reveals those selfish ambitions and jealousies and the ways that we seek to make them be known and respected. For in the end, James has these words for us, very simple and yet so profound. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So if you think you are blameless, well, then God opposes you, and that's not a place you want to be. But if you're humble enough, to admit your own mistakes, to seek out that person who you've been at odds with, to work towards reconciliation and peace, well then God says his grace is all yours today. There's nothing he would rather do than forgive your sins and lift you up to newness of life. He gives you again the very forgiveness of Jesus. That one who did not make himself great and say that everybody should just serve his desires at all points, but instead gave up his very life, as he offered it as a ransom for all. The grace that you receive today from God, well, it is that Jesus. And all who humbly receive that grace are brought again to peace with God, the Father, through the blood of Jesus. And yes, they are brought together in unity with one another, in the body of Christ. Because if we understand this, that we are all heirs of grace, that we all need the grace of God, well, then we will truly understand what unifies us, that we receive the grace of God together. Well, peace cannot just be a name. It is who we are in Christ by his grace. And so let us rejoice today in that peace that we have with God and that peace that he works in us together. For it can't go on any other way. For just like with the companies, our name, it should communicate who we are and what we do. Amen.